and welcome back to The Power of Now, a guide to spiritual enlightenment with Gilda and Barbara. Today we are doing a book study on A New Earth, Awakening to Your Life's Purpose, written by Eckhart Tolle. We hope you have that your copy so that you can follow along. Today we are in Chapter 2, Section 8, Ego, the Current State of Humanity, Wanting, the Need for more. My name is Barbara Wainwright, and I'm here with Gilda Simone. Welcome, Gilda. Thank you. Wanting. The need for more. The ego identifies with having, but its satisfaction in having is a relatively shallow and short-lived one. Concealed within it remains a deep-seated sense of dissatisfaction, of incompleteness, of not enough. I don't have enough yet, by which the ego really means I am not enough yet. As we have seen, having the concept of ownership is a fiction created by the ego to give itself solidity and permanency and make itself stand out, make itself special. Since you cannot find yourself through having, however, there is another more powerful drive underneath it that pertains to the structure of the ego, the need for more, which we could also call wanting. No ego can last for long without the need for more. Therefore, wanting keeps the ego alive much more than having. The ego wants to want more than it wants to have. <laughs> I want to say that again. The ego wants to want more than it wants to have. And so the shallow satisfaction of having is always replaced by more wanting. This is the psychological need for more. That is to say, more things to identify with. It's an addictive need, not an authentic one. In some cases, the psychological need for more, or the feeling of not enough that is so characteristic of the ego, becomes transferred to the physical level and so turns into insatiable hunger. The sufferers of bulimia will often make themselves vomit so they can continue eating. Their mind is hungry, not their body. This eating disorder would become healed if the sufferers, instead of being identified with their mind, could get in touch with their body and so feel the true needs of the body rather than the pseudo-needs of the egoic mind. Some egos know what they want and pursue their aim with grim and ruthless determination. Genghis Khan, Stalin, Hitler, to give just a few larger-than-life examples, the energy behind their wanting, however, creates an opposing energy of equal intensity that in the end leads to their downfall. In the meantime, they make themselves and many others unhappy or, 
in the larger-than-life examples create hell on earth. Most egos have conflicting wants. They want different things at different times or may not even know what they want, except that they don't want what is the present moment. Unease, restlessness, boredom, anxiety, dissatisfaction are the result of unfulfilled wanting. Wanting is structural, so no amount of content can provide lasting fulfillment as long as that mental structure remains in place. Intense wanting that has no specific object can often be found in the still-developing ego of teenagers, some of whom are in a permanent state of negativity and dissatisfaction. The physical needs for food, water, shelter, clothing, and basic comforts could be easily met for all humans on the planet. Were it not for the imbalance of resources created by the insane and rapacious need for more, the greed of the ego. It finds collective expression in the economic structures of this world, such as the huge corporations, which are egoic entities that compete with each other for more. Their only blind aim is profit. They pursue that aim with absolute ruthlessness. Nature, animals, people, even their own employees, are no more than digits on a balance sheet, lifeless objects to be used, then discarded. Oh man, just listening to that as you're reading just is sad. It's a sad state of affairs that companies are all out for profit. And it is greed that causes that. It It's like a mass ego consciousness that can never be satisfied, they, that need, that desire for more, more, more. And it's kind of heartbreaking. I guess if we were in an enlightened society, there wouldn't be that need for more. And we would be content with having enough. We would be enough. And I think, I don't know, but I think that if we all, like he said, I think he said it when I go back again. So he says, the physical needs for food, water, shelter, clothing, and basic comforts could easily be met for all humans. And I believe that's true. And if we could easily meet those basic comforts for all humans, then it would allow all of us to be able to tap in to that inner being, that divine spark of who we are, so that we could turn around and be blessings to other people, other communities, 
by expressing that divine spark that's within each of us. Maybe one day we will become an enlightened society, and that's the way that it will be. That would be nice if it weren't for the imbalance. Yeah, I guess the, the imbalance, though, is caused by the greed, which is ego. Okay, the thought forms of me and mine, of more than, of I want, I need, I must have, and not enough, pertain not to content, but to the structure of the ego. The content is interchangeable. As long as you don't recognize those thought forms within yourself, as long as they remain unconscious, you will believe in what they say. You will be condemned to acting out those unconscious thoughts, condemned to seeking and not finding, because when those thought forms operate, no possession, place, person, or condition will ever satisfy you. No content will satisfy you as long as the egoic structure remains in place. No matter what you have or get, you won't be happy. You will always be looking for something else that promises greater fulfillment, that promises to make your incomplete sense of self complete and fill that sense of lack you feel within. Thinking that the ego structure is a mind trap. It traps people into the continual pursuit of something. And then, because you're consumed with obtaining that something, whatever it is, there's no peace of mind for yourself. There's no time to take a deep breath and relax and say, I'm happy. I'm content. I have everything I need. I have no wants. Therefore, I want for nothing. And coming from that place, you're free to tap into that creative spark within that divine life generating source within so that you can turn around and express it in the world. And that is where the true gifts, the true gifts lie there within you. And it's manifesting something from nothing. It's, it's going inside and finding that divine spark within you that is meant to be expressed in the world. And it's so true. And the ego loves to get in the way of that. Yeah. I mean, it was very clear what he was saying here is that the ego says, we're not enough. You don't have enough. You need to get go out and get some more. You need to climb that corporate ladder. You need to help that company make more profit because there's not enough profit in that company. But how much is enough? What do you need? I mean, truly, the physical needs, we need food, water, we need shelter, we need clothing. It's amazing to have a bed to lie your head down in at night. Maybe you need to have a vehicle 
to get to a place where you can earn the money to support all that. But I think more importantly, what he was saying in here is all of these things could easily be met except for there's this insane and rapacious greed element that is pervasive throughout society because of our egos. Yeah, it just pollutes everything. Yeah. The message is very clear here in this section. If we can eliminate the structure of the ego in the mind, we can be at peace, we can be content, we can be happy with where we are, what we've got, and not feel that need to get up and go and do something and have more. We can relax and take it easy and be thankful and grateful for everything that we do have. Even if it's just you taking your breath or just sitting here now talking. <laughs> yeah. I'm grateful that I'm able to have like a voice box that works where I'm able to speak. Right. I'm so thankful that I have these ears that I'm able to listen. Right. There's so much to be thankful for and so much to be grateful for. And our world right now with the greed of governments and corporations seems a little out of, I don't know, I say a little, seems like way out of control. <laughs> mm -hmm. And hopefully there's enough people awakening on the planet today, just like all of you that are listening. Hopefully there will be enough of us that are awakened that at some point the people that are grateful for everything that they do have and feel content with what they've got, hopefully there'll be enough of us to the point where the corporations will self-implode because there won't be anybody out there wanting more. Well, here's what I'm grateful for today. I am grateful that we have this opportunity to share this information with people. I'm grateful that we have people listening to the podcast. I'm grateful that there's more and more people awakening on the planet. To me, it seems like things are accelerating quite a bit, maybe since 2012. I don't know, but things seem to be accelerating in that there's more and more people awakening. And it's a blessing for everyone when someone is seeking enlightenment. It's a blessing. So with that, I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for being you. Thank you for seeking enlightenment. Thank you for waking up and recognizing that you are whole and complete just as you are. You are enough. Thank you for that. And thank you, Barbara, for even saying those things. Yeah.
Well, I think that's the end of this episode. And I want to, again, thank everybody for being here. Thank you for being awakened. And until next week, we'll see you then. I hope you have a great week, everyone. Bye now. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to go deeper into a spiritual conversation, you can join our Facebook group, The Power of Now, A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment with Gilda and Barbara. Or you can contribute by going to wainwrightglobal.com forward slash go forward slash support. Music.